From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our subscribers from all over the world, from India, from the UK, from Taiwan, from Germany, from Ireland, from Canada, especially the United States was popping, everybody. Thank you so much for all the support. Love you all. Thank you so much for following on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. It has been over a week since I've dropped the show. I have been dealing with pneumonia, ladies and gentlemen. I was diagnosed with pneumonia on Sunday last week. And I honestly couldn't get through a show. And I didn't want to give you no half job. But I gotta say, boy, what a horrible time to catch pneumonia. This has been such a crazy ass past week of professional wrestling. So, what's going to happen is, I'm going to throw the formats out the window today. Today we're going to do a little catch up work and we're going to be talking about everything that went down last week. From AEW on Friday nights to having the fans back to Double or Nothing to all the WWE releases. We're going to get into it all today. So make sure you strap on tight because we are going to have a super stacked show for you today. Once again, follow along on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Shouts to our new host. The Wrestling DeLorean Podcast is now a proud family member of the GSMC family. So let's get into this Super Stack show. Wow, what a week to miss. So, this is how it went down last week, right? We're going to go... We're going to go... A little past last weekend. We're going to go to Friday. I'm watching AEW. This is AEW preempted to Friday nights due to the NBA... And I'm like excited, you know what I mean? We got we got fans back and I'm looking at the fans like, yo, this is crazy. This this seems like I'm watching wrestling from 2019. Like this is crazy to see them back at that capacity. Like we had fans back at WrestleMania, but that shit was dark. I mean, it was cool to have them back, but it was dark. You could barely see them. What was the point of having them back if you're not even going to show them? AEW's Ample Theater, the Daily's place, it's it's bright as fuck. And you had people there, like, that That place was, that place was rocking. It was rocking in the rolling. It was stacked. You had so many people there, it was awesome to see. And I was so hyped for it. That AEW episode, you know, it, it had its hits and misses, but it was good, in my opinion. The, the, the go-home show to Double or Nothing I'm talking about. We had Darby Allin versus... 
Cesar Bononi. That was a pretty fun opening. The fans got to see Sting. We had the big brawl in the stadium to close the show with the Inner Circle and with um, the Pinnacle. You know, a lot went down. You know, we had SmackDown from that night. It, it's I'm telling you right now, AEW on Fridays is a little hard when you sit through SmackDown. Like, if you're going to pick whether you're watching SmackDown or AEW, it's all right. But to sit through four hours... It's it's a little it's a little tough, you know what I mean, to watch SmackDown and AEW. But gotta say, like this show was pretty good. Kept me wide awake. We had the weigh-ins between Cody and Anthony Ogogo. That went a little awry. Paul White couldn't read the scale. Ha 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 ha. You know, Joey Janela versus Hangman Page. You know, Hangman Page basically destroyed Janela in that matchup. It's a pretty good go-home show. I enjoyed it. I was hyped for Sunday. I cannot wait for double or nothing. And then I wake up Sunday morning and I just feel off. My body's shaking and trembling. I'm going through chills. The next thing you know, I got a fever of 102. I'm over here like, what the hell is wrong? I go to City MD. They say my heart rate's through the roof. They call the EMTs. I go to the hospital. Hospital says I got pneumonia. They did a chest x-ray. They ran tests. They said I got pneumonia. Which I'm still battling right now. I just want to get home before 8 o'clock because I know Double or Nothing's on. And I'm sitting in this hospital room for hours upon hours upon hours. And I'm just watching the time and I'm like, shit, AEW starts literally in like an hour. And I'm not even discharged yet. And you know how long that could take if you're in the hospital. Be that as it may, I had to stay spoiler free and watch Double or Nothing when I got home. Started it from... I, I didn't get home too, too late. You know, show started at 8 o'clock. I got home around maybe like 8.45, you know. Missed the first matchup, but I caught that matchup. So let's get into Double or Nothing. Right, this is this is not about my pneumonia trip. This is about double or nothing. Uh, what a goddamn show that was. What a show. Double or nothing was phenomenal. We had a great great opener between Hangman Page and Brian Cage. Really fun matchup. Brian Cage definitely is going to be babyface really really soon. Playing all the cards for that. We had a really good TNT title matchup between Miro and Lance Archer. Extremely fun tag team matchup between Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks. That crowd singing Wild Thing, yo, that crowd goes bananas for Moxley. And I think that him coming out to Wild Thing is fucking awesome. I already mentioned that in the past. That crowd goes crazy for Wild Thing, right? Next, by the way, the Young Bucks retained due to some tomfoolery. Even though Mox and Kingston put the beats to the Bucks all match. The sleeper match, well, not, I wouldn't really say it's a sleeper match. It put the crowd to sleep. The crowd got put to sleep real quick for Cody and Anthony Agogo. I don't know what the point of that match even was. Didn't elevate Agogo at all. Match was boring, you know what I mean? We had what I think was one of the moments of the night. Britt Baker beating Hikaru Shida 
and winning the AEW Women's Champion after Hikaru Shida had such a beautiful reign as champion. 365 days, one year she was the champion, and she falls to the doctor. You know what I mean? She, she calls herself the doctor now, not, not doctor, the doctor. Right? And I gotta say, like, Britt Baker deserves it. Britt Baker has slowly progressed her game from when she debuted at Double or Nothing 2019 to creating this character, this heel persona, to getting really good in the ring. Britt Baker really, really impressed me this last year, and I think if anyone deserves that women's title, it's Britt Baker. I'm extremely excited for her, and I'm proud of her. Shouts to Britt Baker. Shouts to the doctor, the new AEW Women's Champion. That was the only title that changed hands that night because we had a crazy, crazy three-way match between Eddie... Well, Eddie Kingston. What the... Yeah, that's, that's, that's the... That's that's the pneumonia still, ladies and gentlemen. This shit's gonna be in my system for quite a while, so bear with me. We had Orange Cassidy versus Pac versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, and I gotta say, this match was phenomenal. The crowd was going absolutely banana. Shouts to the great Pat Patterson, right? These these three men went balls to the wall, had a hell of a match. Many times in the match did it look like Pac was going to win the title. Many times it looked like Orange Cassidy was going to win the title. Kenny Omega had to cheat to win. But, yo, I got to say, this was a really good three-way matchup. I really enjoyed this matchup. And everyone delivered in this match. Kenny Omega definitely delivered in this match. Orange Cassidy proving he can hang in the main. And Pac proving why. This man needs a title around his waist because he is one of the, if not the most hard-hitting, pound-for-pound best wrestlers in AEW. But before we go on, I got, got, got to talk about the performance of Sting in the match between Sting and Darby Allin versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Sting wrestled like it was 1995 again. This man showed no age. As soon as he got that superplex onto the uh, rampway, I was terrified. I didn't think Sting was going to get up. My man got up instantly. My man threw Scorpio Sky off of the poker chips and did a big-ass dive to the floor. Sting hit a crazy-ass, what's it called, sunset flip. Yo, I'm telling you, I think performer of the night had to be Sting. First of all, like, when he ripped off his shirt and showed that my man was still in shape, I was like, wow, this guy been wrestling in a shirt and a long sleeve shirt for a while. I thought he was trying to hide that, you know, maybe he aged, he's not in shape, and it's understandable. Sting looked like he was in great shape. This was one hell of a performance, and I think he rightfully deserved to get the victory. That counter from the springboard uh, cutter into the Scorpion death drop was phenomenal. Sting stole the show at Double or Nothing. And this is a 62-year-old man where everyone was scared to have him in the ring and said that he can't go anymore. Sting stole the show at 62 years old when you have all these crazy-ass young guns in the fucking company. Sting stole the show. Before the main event, Tony Schiavone comes out. 
he wants to welcome to the broadcast team the newest member of AEW. He will be doing commentary. He will he will be a special analyst on AEW Rampage come August. It is none other than the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Shouts to Busted Open Radio. Shouts to Mark Henry. He got a huge pop. This crowd was really surprised to see Mark Henry here. Another great addition to the AEW roster. Mark Henry is going to be a guy who definitely brings more eyes, more attention to this company. He says that he's here to tighten the screws. And I literally was literally talking about that like, what, two weeks ago? That AEW needs to tighten those screws to really be a legit threat. And you know what? This is the guy to do it. And I'm so excited to see the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, here in AEW. Now, main event time. We had the inner circle versus the pinnacle in Stadium Stampede. And I just want to say something that I loved about this matchup was I the whole time was thinking that it is unfair to the crowd. You know, we finally get a crowd again and the main event is not even in front of a crowd. I love the, the fact that this matchup started in the stadium and ended in front of the live crowd. That was a good treat for the fans that paid for that ticket because, yeah, like I said, first time you got fans back, you're not even going to have the fans there? Come on. Really, really cool to see that, right? We had a great, great, crazy-ass stadium stampede. Some cameos. We had the coach of the Jaguars. We had K-Dog Conan. Shouts to keeping it 100. Conan was here. He was the DJ during the bar fight. Everyone busted their ass from MJF, you know, Jericho, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, Sean Spears, Wardlow. I'm about to name them all. I mean, everyone busted their ass. It was a great, great matchup, right? And like I said, for the fact that it ended in front of the crowd, really, really awesome to see. I really enjoyed Double or Nothing. They look... By the way, the Inner Circle won... Sammy Guevara picked up the victory. Looks like he's going to be getting a big push. But yeah, man, really enjoyed Double or Nothing. I gave it a four out of five stars. Excellent show. Go out of your way to see Double or Nothing. Before we get into the follow-up show, which had a lot of newsworthy shit, here's a message from our sponsors. That sounds cool to say. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now, before we get into all the crazy-ass releases from the WWE, the follow-up show from AEW Dynamite was literally just as newsworthy as Double or Nothing because... The big thing that came out of this show was during Mark Henry's uh, introduction promo for AEW. He's over here talking about what he's going to do for AEW. And we had, we had Vicky Guerrero interrupt him. And I'm like, this is a little odd. Like, why would Vicky Guerrero be out here now? You know what I mean? She she is the manager of, of uh, what's called, Nyla Rose. Why now during this? promo from the world's strongest man right and she said that she's here to introduce a man to introduce a man that will be the new face of latinos and she brought out andrade el idolo he is here in aew and i couldn't be more excited andrade el idolo is one of, if not the most underrated wrestlers in the world today. And this man was screwed by the WWE. This man was so underappreciated in the WWE. Former NXT champion, former US champion. Had classic matches against Rey Mysterio. Had classic matches against Drew McIntyre. Classic matches against AJ Styles. Classic matches against uh, Johnny Gargano. Like... The body of work that Andrade had in the WWE does not look like a guy that would be released in a couple years because they had nothing for him, okay? Andrade here in AEW is a huge acquisition, and I think that Andrade is going to be a huge member of this roster. He says that he's going to be the face of AEW, and I am so excited about that. Andrade, I am extremely excited. He will be facing Kenny Omega at Triple Mania, Triple A's Triple Mania, for the AAA Mega Campeon. We are going to see this man on the full-time roster, and I think that that's another huge acquisition for AEW. Now, I mentioned before, to the argument that everybody has about, oh, AEW's just getting washed-up wrestlers from the WWE, this man ain't washed up. This man is in the prime of his career. All right, and let me tell you something. When you got the signings of Big Show and the signings of Mark Henry, don't get it twisted. These guys are not on the everyday roster. These guys are not going to be wrestling Kenny Omega for the world champion next week, okay? These guys are here to better your company. They're here to bring eyes to your company. They're here to bring casual fans to the company. So all this bullshit about, oh, they're just getting washed up WWE has-beens. Uh, let me tell you something. When you bring an AEW product to corporate America and you try to get business deals done, the first thing they're going to ask is, 
who's on the roster. And you know what? It's no disrespect to the wrestlers that are on this roster. But I don't think saying Chris Jericho is enough. I don't think saying the son of Dusty Rhodes is enough. You start mentioning, oh, well, we got a big show. Paul White is, you know, an advocate for the Special Olympics. He's done this, that, and the third. Former multiple-time world champion. Oh, we got Mark Henry, by the way. You know, Olympic uh, Olympic powerlifter. World's Strongest Man competition. Won it twice. Big advocate for Be A Star. Big advocate for Make-A-Wish. Big advocate for the Special Olympics. These are the people that are going to bring eyes. Business deals. These are the people that you need to bring that notoriety to AEW. Every decision that they have made in the hiring aspect, I agree with. I have no problem with anything that they have done. Okay? I don't think it is a bad idea to get, to have guys, even if their resume says that they wrestled in the WWE, okay? What does that mean? So if a wrestler wrestles in the WWE, they are no longer allowed to wrestle anywhere else if they're released? That is 100% bullshit. If a wrestler is released from the WWE, he's now a free agent to be picked up by anywhere. And if that wrestler could bring value to your company, you would be stupid not to bring that wrestler to your company. And we are going to get into a lot of talent on that free agent pool that was released this week from the WWE in a couple minutes here. And to be honest, there's a lot of them that I would love to see end up in all elite wrestling. And I guarantee you... One by one, as they show up for All Elite Wrestling, they are going to be met with the stupid-ass doubters and detractors that say, Oh, look at AEW, just hiring more washed-up WWE has-beens. That is not the case, okay? This is not TNA, the Asylum Years, where they had Lex Luger in the main event of a show from 2003. This is not when they were trying to push Buff Bagwell as a controversial figure because he said he doesn't want to wrestle gay people. This is Andrade El Idolo. The man was just on WWE television as a champion. This is Mark Henry, a man who, if you watch shoot interviews, a lot of the young talent in WWE credit Mark Henry for his mindset and for helping the younger guys and tightening the screws in their matches, giving suggestions, helping them out. So for anybody who thinks that this is just AEW hiring old WWE has-beens because, you know, they are just trying to be TNA light, you're not a fan. You're not smart enough to know what's going on and to be honest you shouldn't even be watching because it's the toxic mindsets like that that hurts wrestling fans and I cannot stress enough I cannot stress enough how stupid it is to think that if a wrestler leaves the WWE they should not be signed by anywhere else. AEW is still relatively a new company. 
You go to the bigger retail markets and you try to sell them. And this is no disrespect because I'm a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen. You try to sell them Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Jungle Boy and they're going to say, I don't know who this is. But you sell them Jericho, Paul White, Mark Henry, Cody Rhodes. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll pick you up. Those guys are recognizable. And that's going to open the door for you guys to have the Darby Allens and the Jungle Boys and the Cody Rhodes to be, not Cody Rhodes, and the Orange Cassidy's, I mean, to be household names. You need household names to create household names. Christian Cage is not in AEW to hold back Jungle Boy. Christian Cage is in AEW so casual fans could watch and fall in love with a Jungle Boy. Sting is not teaming up with Darby Allin so Sting could raise his star power. Sting is teaming up with Darby Allin so you could say, hey, who's this Darby Allin guy? And fall in love with Darby Allin. They have not made a stupid decision yet when it comes to the hiring process. And this goes for any company. This goes for any company. This was the same argument that people had last time with TNA, that last big company in the United States that hired a lot of WWE guys, right? They were complaining, oh, look at the Booker T's, the, the, the AJ Styles. Well, not AJ Styles. God damn it. It's the fucking pneumonia. The Booker T's, the Kurt Angles, the Kevin Nash's, the McFoley's, the Christian Cage, the Stings. All these old guys. All these old guys. Well, guess what? There's a reason why today AJ Styles is one of the biggest names ever in wrestling. It's because of his hard work, Yes. But if AJ Styles was not mixing it up with a Kurt Angle, or with a Sting, or with a Mick Foley, or with a Christian Cage, would people really consider AJ Styles the best? It's because AJ Styles was in there with guys that elevated his game. You're telling... People are writing that AEW needs to worry about their homegrown talent. Homegrown talent will not be elevated... Unless that they're in there with stars. You cannot take Orange Cassidy to the next level by having him wrestle Kip Sabian. You'll take Orange Cassidy to the next level by having him wrestle Chris Jericho. That is what makes homegrown talent your future stars. And that's all I got to say about that. I am happy Andrade El Idolo is an AEW that's a great pickup. And I really think, without a doubt, this is going to take AEW's roster and work rate to the next level. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. in the WWE and gosh was there a lot and this is coming off of a whole bunch of releases that WWE made back in April the Samoa Joes the Iconics the the um, the Iconics <laughs> there was a lot more I think Tucker was a part of that um, but the big one being Samoa Joe right and these guys are not even on their like th- their 90 days are not even up yet on their 90 day non-compete clause but before that even is up. WWE shocked the world this past week with a whole lot of big name releases. I was shocked by Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot is in the tag team with Liv Morgan. Ruby Riot is usually, you know, her and Liv are not wrestling for the tag titles, but they're always up there. In the contendership for the tag team titles. Now Liv Morgan's on her own. And I really think that Ruby Riot compliments Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan being a little less experienced had a veteran like Ruby Riot there helping her out, right? And they're really good friends. Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. About a year and a half's time ago. These two guys were drafted to Raw and had a series of matches that were people were saying were the best matches on Raw in a long time. A year and a half later, Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black are cut. Any company that picks up a Buddy Murphy and an Aleister Black, that company becomes better. Let's get into Buddy Murphy first. Buddy Murphy is literally one of the most Fluent, precise wrestlers I have seen in a long, long time. The man, everything is so crisp. Everything looks so good. The guy does not make mistakes. And what do you do? You have him in his bullshit-ass storyline with Rey Mysterio's daughter. Like, I really thought when he was teaming up with Seth Rollins, this was about to elevate him. This did nothing for him. 
Another guy who you had nothing for and is talented as hell. I would love a Buddy Murphy in AEW. But another guy that I would love in AEW is Tommy End. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. You had nothing for Alistair Black. The man could book itself. The story's book itself. The guy has this darker persona. He is an elite striker. He's a great wrestler. He's a great talker. And you guys had of him sitting up in a goddamn room for like a year saying, Knock on my door. Who's going to fight with me? Like, this shit's embarrassing that you don't have nothing for someone like Tommy End. Are you kidding me? Tommy End and Buddy Murphy will, for sure, fall on their feet. And will be hired somewhere and they will be big ass stars. I have no doubt. But the biggest star of them all. Braun Strowman. The WWE did not have nothing for Braun Strowman? You released Braun Strowman? I am shocked. I am shocked. Braun Strowman was in the main event of the last pay-per-view wrestling for the WWE Champion. Braun Strowman wrestled Shane McMahon in a cage match at WrestleMania. Braun Strowman is one of your more believable threats to anybody with a title. It's not that man's fault that you missed the boat with him. When Braun Strowman was hot and everybody wanted to see Braun versus Brock and then you waited three years to give him the title and ruined all momentum that this man had, not his fault. WWE's fault. It is a shame that the company where we used to think was the land of the giants does not have anything for a 6'6", 350-pound monster like Braun Strowman. I'm shocked. There was other cuts. Santana Garrett. Lana. Now with Lana and Ruby Riot no longer with WWE, that leads to the WWE tag women's tag team division only has two teams. It's not even much of a division. The WWE is in bad shape here. You mean to tell me you have nothing for a Braun Strowman you have nothing for a Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. For a Ruby Riot. Hell, you don't have nothing for Lana. There's a lot of rumors, and I'm not going to get into it. I'll probably get into it. I'll probably get into it sometime this week. But the rumor is that WWE selling, right? They're setting themselves up for a sale. They want to make the books look real good, like they saved all this money, and they're going to sell. And to be honest, I don't know which side of the fence I stand on with that. There's also rumors that they cleared up the checkbook so they could bring back Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar required you getting rid of Samoa Joe, 
Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, the Iconics. If Brock Lesnar's contract required all that, then Brock Lesnar's not worth it, in my opinion. But where do these amazing talents end up? Does Lana end up in AEW with Miro? Maybe. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, I believe there will be a bidding war on. I believe that any company should open the checkbook for a monster like Braun Strowman. And I believe that any company that brings these guys in will only make their company better. Like I said in the last segment, screw the narrative about, oh, well, all these WWE guys, blah, 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 blah. This core of talent that was released at for this wave of releases and the last wave of releases, this core of talent is enough to open up your own wrestling company. So they're only going to elevate any other wrestling company. I am shocked and awe. And to be honest... I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to come. More big names to come. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, there's a lot of cryptic messages from Keith Lee. I wouldn't be surprised if he's next. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another big contract that WWE cuts because they're trying to save millions instead of saving thousands. I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest, my gut, and I'm not saying that I have any inside information. I have no ties to the inside information. My gut says... That someone like AJ Styles is not even safe in the WWE anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope everyone has a great, great day. Stay strong, stay safe, stay positive. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for understanding why I didn't do a show last week and all the well wishes. I appreciate all the love and support. It really means the world to me. Thank you for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure to check out the other shows on the GSMC network. And always, always, always stay strong, stay positive, stay peaceful. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 